passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome, everybody, to this month's edition of The Wellness Policy. My name is Wei Ting. Join with me, as always, once a month on a Thursday at 1 p.m. Jordan Goodman. How are you doing, Jordan? Yes, I'm good. I found the cowbell. I am not wearing a Hillary Duff or Wei Ting graphic tee. I'm wearing a button-down because we are going on a date today, Wei. Oh man, you know what? Um, I forgot my button up in the closet. It's just in the, it's in the dry cleaners, or maybe I just—it's one of those dates where I'm just going out of obligation. Um, but mm. thank you very much, Jordan. I'm happy to be here with you. And you know what? Maybe this one's a bit of unconventional because we're gonna have a third wheel joining us. Braden Harrington—you know him, everybody from Up Next, from BDE Podcasts—and uh, in my life, at least, my connection to modern dating these days because I get all my news from him. How you doing, Braden? Hello. What's going on, boys? First of all, it's not a third wheel. It's a threesome. And Jordan, um, Metamorphosis is the best Hillary Duff album. And I hope the t-shirt that you have is that artwork uh, on it. Just making sure. The one I had was uh, the 2005 North America tour. Oh, okay. Did so you go I, to the you tour? Know, Did you go to that tour? Of course. And okay. I bought the bootleg t-shirt outside. Perfect. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm happy to be here with you guys. You two are like, I I feel like I'm almost a matchmaker for you two in a weird, strange way. You know, I, I had I have way in my life. He's been there for a while. Looked up to him. He's helped out. He's looked out for me. And then I, I bump into Jordan Goodman. I don't know if anyone knows, but, you know, we, we met at a Ring of Honor show. <laughs> and Hashtag then, ROH Buffalo. That's right. And then years go by, and then uh, now you two have kind of, like, come joined forces and, and started dating each other for this wellness policy show. And you guys are knocking it out the park, guys. Like, the world needs this. The wrestling podcast community needs this. No one else is doing this where you guys are doing such awesome things and – yeah, uh, I'm happy that you guys are doing this, and I'm happy that I, I helped, you know, push it together. Yeah, we're just like one big incestuous pool, you know, that just uh, really dates each other. So I'm really happy to have you here, Braden. Of course, we wanted, you know, we, we put the invite out there to Davey to join us as well. Uh, but unfortunately, he is traveling right now en route to Chicago. So maybe we get him on for a sequel. Um, now, off the top here, I, I because this is the wellness policy... I'm mean, just going to change direction just briefly. Um, wrestling fans in, in the world right now are, are probably you know aware of the situation involving uh, Daphne Younger that just really occurred last night. As of this recording at 1 p.m. on Thursday, we still have no known update on that situation. 
Um, but nonetheless, it is obviously a topic that I'm sure every wrestling fan, you know, every sort of mental health advocate is paying attention to right now. Uh, just wanted to mention that we continue to wish her um, and her close ones all the best in, in, in this situation. Um, and actually, Jordan, I kind of wanted to throw it to you if you might have any sort of, I don't know, um, resources that people might be able to reach out to if they're going through some, something similar. Yeah, absolutely. And to be honest, I kind of have some vague details from last night, but I think I'm a bit ignorant to what is going on specifically. Um, you're listening to this uh, on your phone or on on your on the internet somewhere. Uh, I don't know if the situation perhaps uh, would call for something like a suicide prevention uh, hotline, uh, but if that's something that would make sense for you to save into your phone. Uh, I think that would be a good idea if sometimes you struggle with uh, with those types of thoughts or feelings. Um, really sharing with someone that ideally you trust uh, and that you know cares about you, oftentimes, whether it's something incredibly dire or you're just feeling some stress or anxiety, I've found at least for myself and, and for the people that I serve, just sharing what you're feeling often helps a lot. Uh, feeling seen, feeling heard, uh, if someone's able to hold some space for you, often that creates a bridge to be able to start dealing with what you're going through internally, uh, perhaps in a way that feels a bit more manageable or hopeful. Um, obviously, at an emergency, uh, you can call 911 if you have a primary care physician uh, that, that you can get in touch with. Um, but I think it's just helpful to know that even at times when you may feel like uh, all is lost, there are people that give a fuck. There are people that care. Even if they don't know you personally, there are always people out in the world that will genuinely care. Um, and oftentimes those people are waiting for someone like you to reach out to them. Thank you very much for that, Jordan. Um, and yeah, as always, uh, we, we have a Discord channel set up at uh, postwrestling.com slash Discord, uh, a wellness policy channel where... You know, topics like these can really anything you, you guys want to talk about. If you just want an ear to to hear about maybe your day or if it's just something to like, if you want to just chat about wrestling, uh, join us there. It's always a really welcoming community that's available at postwrestling.com slash discord. Let's lighten up the mood just a little bit here because we are here to talk about the topic of dating. And I feel like we'll have more of a specific slant on perhaps modern dating. You know, just like, I guess, given maybe our respective ages and maybe the, the ages of the people that are listening to this podcast right now. Um, how did we even arrive at this topic, Jordan? How did we? Well, you and I chat. We kind of date in a sense. We check in every now and then. Um, and oh, you just got married. Of course. Right. You just got married. So I think that's I why it was top of mind for me. Uh, you met your now wife on a dating app. Yes. Correct. Yes, yes. I would say like we're probably like maybe like among the first generation of like if you if there are generations, I suppose, of like, you know, uh, Tinder adopters. And I did meet my wife on Tinder. Yes. And I suppose maybe we're even among and, the fir first crop of Tinder marriages that might be happening. So. So I I officiated my brother's uh, wedding in Vegas. If you listen to the wellness policy a couple episodes ago, uh, you may be aware of that. And they as well met on Tinder uh, five years or so ago. Um, hmm. So, yeah, it's just an interesting phenomenon of 
especially app dating. Uh, you know, I know some some people are kind of messing around on things like Match.com over a decade ago, but I think it it, it was this like mobile app technology that kind of brought it to uh, a critical mass where it became much more, um, let's say, socially acceptable. And there's just more people out there using it. Uh, I've been in a relationship for a year now. We met on Bumble. I had been using dating apps uh, for many years, and I had a ton of fucking resistance early on. I ended up finding a ton of uh, enjoyment in using it. And uh, I don't know, like, there's something interesting or funny about uh, a bunch of people, uh, wrestling fans, talking about dating. I thought, why not? Wait, wait, do you know what Bumble is? Have you used Bumble Way? No, no, like okay. that. And I think coffee. What is it? Coffee and bagel. Oh, I don't know that like, one. Maybe yeah, coffee thing? meets bagel. Coffee okay. meets something bagel. like that. Yeah, yeah. those are all so, kind of they, they're after. But but yeah, what's the deal? Yeah, Bumble is where you. It's like Tinder, where you make an account, you swipe, swipe, you swipe right, swipe left, whatever. But it's Bumble, which means that if you match with a a girl, then a, a woman, then she has to message you first. You, you're not, you can't message her. You can ma- right. you match with her, but you got to get the message from them first. So it's like almost like they control. They're the gatekeepers of the, the, first, the first attempt, the first line. And, and do, you, do you like it more? I mean, I personally have not used it in a while, but Jordan, uh, it, it, it's kind of different. I mean, maybe people want to be the one to make the first uh, attempt, the first line or whatever. So maybe it doesn't work in your favor. I mean, my assumption would be that perhaps it feels more comfortable for a woman to be in control of the opening line. Uh, you know, I've talked to many women. I see our dating consultant, her eyes blow up. So maybe I said something completely offensive. Um, <laughs> and I'd love to engage in that later on. Um, but, but look, I mean, guys can often be fucking pigs. I have, you know, many female friends just show me the, the comments in their dating app profiles. And it's all just completely... Uh, mindless, objectifying like, opening lines. And I'd imagine uh, that is not an enjoyable dating experience. Um, Unsolic- unsolicited also- pictures all the time. You get, you, like, they get everything. Like, girls in general, women in general, when they're walking down the street, get catcalled, let alone on, online on the internet now, where they can just get all these messages. Like, Instagram, for instance, you should... Ask ask your your one friend how many DMs she gets a day from just strangers because it's insane. Yeah, it's insane. Men are definitely men are definitely trash. Unfortunately, though, sometimes it seems that women are raccoons because they they they, they come they come after they they for some reason are just like sucked into these people who treat them so awful. No, I'm I'm kidding. But yeah, now I know why. Seems, now I know why the BD logo is has a raccoon. Is a raccoon. This is yeah, true. Uh, it, it's, it's very, it's very weird. You're, you're totally right, Jordan. How many times do you, do people in your life go, Oh, wow. Look what I, look what I got from this, this, this guy I've been messaging with. It's, it's pretty sick and twisted guys. We could do better. Okay. So a few things, uh, Jordan, you mentioned we have a, a dating profile expert joining us later in the show. Her name is Erica Lambard. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to her in, in just a bit. I look forward to that. But maybe we should maybe take it back to maybe some of our own personal histories of like um, before we, we even getting to, to, to perhaps a social media dating before the Internet. Um, how how did we meet, you know, um, people to date? And um, maybe, you know, I'll start off where 
my dating history is actually very, very limited. I didn't really start dating until like my 20s. And then um, I guess it was a pretty typical answer for most people. Yeah, Jordan, your eyes just lit up. I mean, um, life as a, I guess, a, I don't know, basement wrestling fan wasn't really too <laughs> too conducive for me um, in the dating world. But um, yeah, I was definitely a late bloomer. But, you know, I, I, like, I got into my first serious relationship after like um, going to school and um, going to like a friend's mutual party. And it was actually a classmate of mine. That we had just kind of been around each other for a long time and, and known each other, but we ended up like connecting at a friend's party and ended up ow, ow. You know, dating dating after that. So I did that, and that was that's probably like my only like real like you know serious relationship connection that existed prior to I would say me getting on like finding a, a partner or at least potential partners on the internet. Um, cause that lasted maybe a year and then I just like didn't date for a whole lot, lot of uh, time until, um, I think I just like maybe, you know, got really kind of tired of it and said, all right, I should probably like solve this little part of my life. I mean, I was very comfortable by myself, but it was just more like, you know what? I should probably like, um, explore like some of this stuff while I can. I actually signed up for a speed dating thing and huh. how did yeah. that work? And it's like, I think for me, it was as much like just doing it for a story and like doing it for the experience and just doing it to make myself laugh as anything. Uh, but I actually ended up having a great time. Like I met like, you know, like two people that I ended up going on dates with. Um, it was it's it's a bit odd, but it's no more weird than like swiping around and like, you know, chatting with somebody, a complete stranger it's no weirder to me than like buying a drink at a bar for somebody and going up to a complete stranger. Like all this stuff is artificial in, in a way. Um, but the idea is you want to be, you want to expose yourself to the, the most amount of people that you might potentially match up with. And I guess like speed dating for me, at least the one time I did it was very much like a in-person version of perhaps, you know, online dating because you are really just dealing with superficialities for the most part. And though you do get a little bit of conversation, a little bit of personality, a little chance for connection. So I actually recommend it. It actually jump started kind of like my whole perspective into like jumping back into dating. And uh, from then on, like, yeah, just like, you know, got into Tinder. And it wasn't really shortly after that where like I ended up with, uh, you know, my my present wife. So that's pretty much like it. Not a whole lot to talk about. Um, but I'm certainly curious to hear some of your stories. Maybe we. Uh, so with- what? Yeah. Well, I was going to wait, like, so in grade school, I mean, you're talking about a first relationship, but you weren't really trying to, like, just hold girls' hands or, like, go to the movies or anything? No, honestly. Like, I've always found that it, it, it just didn't really come natural, I have to say. Um, and, I mean, I don't know. Maybe at, at one time it was, like, definitely a source of, like, you know, um, maybe discomfort and anxiety. But... Um, yeah, it just, it, it, and honestly, it's like, it was rather common maybe amongst my circle of friends. So that's probably, you know, maybe more indicative of like us than, than anything, but yeah, no, not really. Cause for me, like besides music and wrestling, like that's all I went to do. I mean, I <laughs> would have like quote unquote girlfriends in like fourth grade, like elementary school. Uh, it really wasn't until wow. puberty where like, Good for you, shit got Jordan. weird from 
Thanks. Playboy uh, Jordan Goodman over here. Yeah, damn. Uh, well, you know, it, things were going well into puberty for me. And, and then things got awkward and weird. And uh, I just didn't feel comfortable in my body. I didn't feel confident. And, and then I didn't do much of that. And for me, it felt vulnerable and uncomfortable because then it felt like, well, the longer I wait, then the more inexperienced I feel, which then creates even more anxiety. Uh, and I'd imagine a lot of people, uh, no matter your gender, could, could relate to that. Um, I watched the 40-year-old version uh, again uh, a few months ago. And even just in that story, uh, it, it was relatable in, in a very brief few years of my adolescence. Um, a feeling like other people are progressing further, and I was feeling more uh, left behind. Uh, but then uh, things started happening, as we could say. Um, I think for me, and, and perhaps I kind of stumbled upon it, just confidence, I think, was the biggest key. I know for me, especially as an older teen, I would find self-confidence in external things, like having success in a rock band, for instance, uh, but still, that would mask a sense of insecurity. Throughout my life, the older I get, uh, the more that I've been able to love myself, honor myself as I am, uh, more confidence naturally emerges. And then it's at least a bit less uh, vulnerable or, uh, I don't know, a, a sense of like friction to, to try to date or to meet other people because uh, their opinion of you uh, isn't necessarily reflective of how you feel about yourself. You know what you mentioned about like self-confidence. I, I, and I think, you know, I think that to me is uh, one of the most important things that I hope to be able to talk about here. Is, and it's that like when you're presenting yourself to somebody for the first time, um, it forces you to really look at yourself. And that's something that I probably maybe miss about dating is, is the, the introspection that might, might come with it. And it really forces you, at least for me, like, you know, for all those years where, like, I, I didn't date, you know, like, it, 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 I didn't feel comfortable enough until I started to feel comfortable with myself. And, and it really kind of forced me to, like, focus and work on myself, first of all, before, you know, I, 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 I was cool enough to, like, you know, be happy to go out there to present myself to somebody else. Um, so anyway, how about you, Brayden? Yeah, I, I mean, I... I... I say I'm kind of a late bloomer because like when I was like 16, I was kind of like the the pudgy, funny kid at school. So I didn't really date, but I, some of my friends were and such. But it wasn't until I hit like 17, 18. So I started dating and then um, everything else in my life became second important. Because like once you find when you're 18 and you know what you're you're finally kind of getting into that's kind of where I was like oh this is all I want I want to go out with people I want to hook up with people like that's what I was doing but then um it, I wouldn't say tinder wasn't around just yet um and then I like I was in a high school relationship and then I, I was in a relationship through college but then after that broke up is kind of definitely when I really sort of became my own like person i think you you said way that like when you go out on dates and stuff and you, you're almost forced to talk about yourself when you meet new people it's almost like you're finding things out about yourself that you like believe in if you talk to someone new on a date and you're like oh uh, i'm a wrestling podcast i watch 
lots of wrestling and stupid movies and I record podcasts and they go, Oh, like what kind of wrestling do you like? And I answer, Oh, I really like Japanese wrestling. Then I know now, huh? Well, that's what I answered. That's what I must like. It's like, you find things out about you like that. Like obviously not just wrestling related, but. Or, or or in some cases what you want somebody to think. Yeah. 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 If someone, yeah, that's, that's definitely true because you do want, you do want to find connections and stuff. But I'd say through like my 20s. And then I was I was in a few serious relationships like in my life. But um, you definitely find yourself more when you you do meet new people and you do explore things. And then it makes you comfortable that you are ready to maybe meet someone special and do kind of uh, create a relationship with. But I'd say that definitely I thought 18 was like late blooming for me. But I'm like I'm a little younger. Like I just turned 30 this year. So from the generation like coming now after me they're literally doing just that because like kids these days are wild and if they got all these apps and shit like that like who knows what kids are doing these days but i thought 18 for me was like late blooming essentially of, of starting relationships and, and stuff like that but definitely now through my 20s i'm like i i've yeah i don't know <laughs> i mean the ease of of doing it i think is is so so much I don't know. It's so convenient, I suppose. Like in the past, you might have had to actually physically decide to go out. You had to be in the right situation with your friends, perhaps. Um, you had to find yourself in like the proper social setting. Now, like you can be like in, you know, like in your own bed, waking up and like, you know, trying to court somebody or like. You know, I don't know. Like you could be sitting on the toilet, like trying to like court somebody, you know, you can literally swipe, swipe, swipe and wipe, wipe, wipe. And no one will ever know that you've met or matched them while you were taking a poop. No one would ever know that. Would you ever tell them that way? If you no. matched with someone that you went on a date with, you would not tell them that you were on the can. Oh, my God. Speak you for went... yourself, Braden. <laughs> future, future branches of a family tree are being created right now with people sitting on the can. Exactly. You know, that... That is quite quite crazy to think about, but you know maybe we'll, we'll kind of transition a bit more into like the social media dating age, and um, I, I suppose like you know maybe let's go around and, and maybe talk about some of your first experiences with with this kind of relatively novel concept. And let's start with you, Bryn. Yeah, I mean, you kind of mentioned earlier. You guys say it's we're just in the generation now where you're seeing. I'd say for the past five years or so, you started seeing more tinder weddings more people who actually meet on these dating apps and it's become before your your parents or your your aunts your uncles they'd be like oh uh so and so are getting married well how'd they meet they met online like it's so like oh it's oh whoa whoa they met on a dating app now it's like no like it's straight up no they met on tinder it's a totally normal thing and it and it should be that way like why not uh it it should be that way um my first thing is i got out of my like first relationship after like high school college and there was no tinder but lots of my friends were like hey like join this website called plenty of fish now i'm not sure if you're familiar with that website but it's before tinder it's um it's something i'm thinking it's still a site but so i use that and pof yeah the chat's going off i see someone in it pof was a great invention where if you uh, I don't know. I thought it was the greatest invention ever. I still think it is, to be honest, because I could go on this thing with my profile at eight o'clock at night and match with someone. And then by 10 o'clock at night, I would be having a really good night. And it's like, wow, this app is this app is uh, amazing. Like who knew the Internet could be made for 
this thing. And I definitely, I definitely loved that thing, but it definitely got me into some trouble along the way. So I'm happy that maybe less people use that and more people use like your Tinders and your, and your stuff. Wait, so you're saying that was worse? That was like more, more troublesome than I don't want to say, yeah, I don't want to say like POF plenty of fish is like bottom of the barrel, but I'm saying like, if you wanted to hook up with someone, you could probably, you could probably get away with it. Like, again, like literally, literally multiple times I'd be like, Oh, okay. Like, what am I doing tonight? Let's see what I can do tonight. And then boom, like I could have a date and then who knows what ends up happening. But like, it was pretty like on the nose, but coming from that, if it's something that happens so easy, then again, that's when maybe problems can arise when you get like your, your psychopaths, your stage five clingers, your all sorts of, all sorts of, uh, you know, riffraff that can come with, with, you know, again, bottom of the barrel not saying that you know it is because i'm sure people still use this website but uh definitely (laughs) definitely check it out i mean what i find fascinating is the fact that like you essentially all these services are the same and it's not like the guy who created uh, plenty of fish says i'm gonna create the bottom of the barrel dating app you know or like the guy who makes (laughs) match.com says i'm gonna make the highest quality Uh, maybe he did say that or he or she did say that but I just find it interesting how like all these different uh, services have sort of their own reputation for the different types of experiences that you might have. Like what exactly is it about the, I don't know, technology of, of like plenty of fish that, or is it just the crowd that eventually gathers at this like bar, I suppose. Yeah. You know, it must course. be like the dive bar of dating apps. Really? It really, because it's still a thing. It's definitely still a thing. I probably like, I know I haven't used it in ages because eventually I did move away when Tinder came around and, um, and all that. So I definitely was using like Tinder has the most, I have the most success from in real life, IRL um, uh, approaches and connections. However, when it comes to dating apps and stuff like Tinder is definitely number one, setting aside the plenty of fish years in my early twenties, but like Tinder is definitely the most used app for hooking up for meeting people for whatever Tinder is like absolutely number one. Uh, so we have somebody in the chat room who says, I met my fiance on POF. What does that say about me? <laughs> I mean, again, again, I was saying I didn't want to say it was bottom of the barrel because, again, it was like one of the only sites that were doing this. So it's like it's fine. Like, again, that ge- was when. Yeah, we are. We are generalizing. And, and, and this is all just mostly done in chest, of course. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. OK, so so what about you, Jordan? Uh, any any like what were your first experiences like? you know, meeting somebody on the internet. Plenty of fish, bottom of the sea, we could say. Uh, I joined (laughs) Tinder in like early 2015. I had just come out of a relationship uh, that lasted a few years. And to be honest, I was very resistant of it. Uh, And it was all self-critical. I did not want people that knew me to see me on it because to me, the perception was like, it felt lesser than, and I'd be judged. That was all on me. Once I got over myself, uh, I remember setting up a profile and like, I took every swipe so fucking seriously, guys, like, because I didn't want to match with someone and then, oh, well, actually I'm not that interested. And I like made it this whole thing. Eventually I realized in some ways it's a game and it's a game of swiping. Um, now obviously there's a shadow side to the convenience and I think a, a ghosting culture is, is definitely much more prominent, I would argue, because of the, the, the technology and the sense of being behind a quote-unquote keyboard with anonymity. Um, my first Tinder date was amazing. 
a, a girl who lived in New Jersey. Uh, so it was pretty clear that this would be like, hey, let me show this girl around Baltimore City. Uh, there isn't much uh, involved as far as stakes. She was here for a week on business. Uh, I take her out. She was smart. She was cute. She was cool. Uh, I end up in the hotel room at the end of the night. And I'm thinking, holy shit, I resisted this dating app thing, and this is the greatest thing of all time. Quickly, I realized that's not the norm. And I started going on many dates where we would kind of text a little bit. I was never interested in an endless text thread. My goal had always been, uh, let's at least get a phone number as quickly as possible if mm-hmm. I feel some interest. Let's move it forward a bit. Uh, and I realized I ended up going on so many dates where within a f- the first few minutes, I know I am not feeling this at all whether it's just an interpersonal chemistry, whether it's a physical chemistry. And I spent so much time and so much money uh, in in these pursuits that I realized uh, would not be fruitful. So for me, I also learned a bit earlier on, I'm trying to FaceTime or at a minimum get someone on the phone, even for 10 minutes, just to get a sense of an interpersonal chemistry, because at worst we'll have a good chat in person if we meet. Uh, I'm sorry so that to interrupt you, though, because, like, you're, you're clearly older than me, Jordan. Anyone 30 and under, we don't use the phone. We don't phone people. We don't talk on the phone. We don't, even in these today's society, uh, a friend of mine, she is currently on dating apps and stuff like that. She says to me, I have to have a FaceTime with someone before I meet them. And I'm like, cool, like, I understand that. And you're, you know, you're a, a young lady, like, you want to make sure you're meeting someone that you see. But for me, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't even FaceTime anyone. Like my mom calls me. I'm like, mom, just text me. Hold on. Like I'll come to your house and we'll hang out tomorrow. But like, I don't want to, like, I'm busy. I don't like FaceTiming and stuff like that. I'd rather have like the connection more so in person. But then now with like the but pandemic. You, hold up, hold up, Braden. You yeah. say you're busy. So time is limited. Time is value, valuable. Of course it should be for all of us. You could tell within five minutes of a phone chat or FaceTime chat whether it's worth putting in the hour minimum to like get ready and to co meet someone in public, even if it's just for a 30 minute coffee date, that's a waste. Of time. Yeah, true. Yeah, you're right. I just, I hate, I hate the like doing a date via something else now before going to the, it's like, like, I think, I think it's weird, but that's also part of this like world of social media dating and everything like in the real world, if I'm at a, you know, a bar or something and it's cool, it's chill, and I, I strike up a conversation with someone, that's like now I know I can gauge and everything if maybe they can – and they're doing the same thing. Like do I want to keep talking to this guy? Like uh, do I want to you know, have a drink with this person? It, it's definitely something you're, – you're probably right. I'm just saying I'm kind of like uh, I hate the, the like phone, talking, talking on the phone I guess, but like FaceTiming kind of strangers and stuff is a little odd, but – well, you know, I've also had women say that they would sometimes prefer to meet in person and not do FaceTime. Yeah, and yeah. I guess there's some vulnerabilities about how they present there. I, I kind of understand it. I don't know. It also FaceTime to me would just feel inherently safer when you're meeting a stranger for the first time. See, um, but see, I, I suppose sorry, I like, understand. I would understand it from some some people's perspectives if like they want to look their best for a first impression. 
right? If like, hey, like I have this great set of photos. I don't always look like this set of photos when I'm just, right. you know, texting texting somebody. I need, I want, I prefer to have that hour before I connect with you, and or at least I I show you my live in person form. Yeah, I just Fair told enough. him to go to my twitch.tv slash up next podcast to see what I look like because uh, or how I talk. <laughs> if I'm a real person or something. I see uh, Brandon in the chat saying a new thing on Tinder that you have to do is you have to FaceTime to prove that you're you're real. I have heard that some apps huh. make you, in fact, do this FaceTime hmm. type thing to make sure like, hey, I am this person, so, so forth. But hmm. yeah. Interesting. I think any kind of verification is nice because especially on Tinder, maybe relative to a Bumble at least a few years ago, I mean, there was just a lot of spam and fake accounts, which was very frustrating um, from, from a user experience perspective. Um, I've had many women say that when I'm trying to have a, a, a phone chat or a FaceTime chat, uh, many have told me, hey, that's not the norm, at least their experience. Uh, and some find it a, a breath of fresh air. Some don't feel comfortable doing it. But I think uh, maybe a, a, a more helpful uh, point that we can take from this is everyone is looking for something different. So there are women out there who found it really attractive that early on, after a few texts back and forth, I said, hey, I'd love to connect more. Can I get your number? We could chat on the phone. If a woman is attracted to that, well, then that's probably a better fit for what I'm looking for in a mate. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> like whatever works for you. Um, and hopefully like, I mean, the, the real benefit I would say of like the internet age with dating is the fact that it puts you into contact with like plenty of people that you would otherwise never meet. You'd have to go to a million bars probably to, you know, interact with the potential amount of people. Now those connections are probably a lot deeper once you do engage with somebody in the bar, but um, for somebody like me who doesn't really like go out to too many bars or find them finds themselves in too many of those situations, like it definitely was revolutionary. And I would say like when Tinder <laughs> came around, <laughs> you laugh. Well, what's, what's so funny? Well, no, cause yeah. Cause how did you, how did, I don't want to call you guys old heads again, but like, how did you guys do it before the internet? What were you I, like? You, I know, you know how we did it, Brayden? <laughs> I would go to a coffee shop. I'd yeah, see a cute up. girl I was attracted to. A Marshall, a QT. The room. Yeah. Uh, okay. And and I would at least in the most non-threatening, respectful way that I could, I go chatter up. And if I felt an interest, I would express that. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. You've never yeah. Done that? That's 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 no, how no, it's no. done. I, I, I'm and then, just, I'm and then she tell and then she tells you that she has a boyfriend or that like oh she lives like <laughs> x amount of distance away. Or like, you know, like all these things that like, and you're, you're psyching yourself up before you could even go out there. Meanwhile, like, you know, with, with an app, it's just like, you know, it's one motion. Um, and and yeah. you, you could multiply that by like 15, you know, like in the span of like, you know, uh, two minutes. It's also um, like in, in a normal out in real life situation, you sometimes for me, you got to have like the, the, the guts, the balls to go up to someone and strike up a conversation. Whereas like usually in my experience, I, there's something that has to happen, essentially a Tinder, meaning like a little something that happens in your day to day. Maybe mm -hmm. someone in the coffee shop bumps into you or you get the wrong coffee and then you start talking to them or you're someone in the elevator or something like that. Like you're not just, you're not just literally going up to them and being like, yo, what's up? Like there is something that makes this sort of connection in the first place that definitely like I found. So is, I, I could, I could never just 
like straight up go up to a stranger who's like waiting at a red light or something and be like, hey, what's up? Can I have your number? The back of your head's so ridiculous. I, I couldn't always do that, but there were moments in my day or stretches in my life where for whatever reason, I just had more confidence. I wasn't as, um, I wouldn't be as insulted or injured by rejection. Often, if I would get rejected, I would still feel better about myself for even like trying and expressing that this was something that I desired in the moment. Um, it was definitely harder in more neutral uh, social settings like a cafe. Far easier if you're at a concert or something like that, because at least, you know, everyone is there because of some mutual interest. So I, I found uh, social situations like that or a party. Everyone probably knows. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a bit easier because there's some uh, gravity in, in the relatability between you well, and this now stranger. I, uh, I, I don't know if you know this, but I am a, a huge fan of karaoke. Karaoke is one of my favorite pastimes. I'm a karaoke champion. I love it. Since the bars have been open, I've been a bunch. I love karaoke. For me, when I was single in my early 20s and 20s, just in general, that was it. That was the spark. That was the connection. Because you go to a karaoke bar, you all are now watching someone either sing really well or sing really bad. You can point over to the next person beside you like, oh, hey, are you going to sing? There's so many like options. And it's very similar to a concert like, oh, hey, there's, there's music that we, we must both kind of like I always found that I felt so like comfortable in my own like in my own home almost when I'm at like a bar that is just like a karaoke bar for some strange reason that's just how I like would always go and 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 that's what helped me strike up a conversation obviously like a bar is somewhere where people are drinking people want to talk to people most of the time and that's what I kind of hate about this pandemic era of of bars at least here in in Toronto it's like you're separating people. So now you just have to go to a bar with your group that you probably already fucking see all the time anyways, when really you want to go to a bar so you can meet new people, but now you can't really do that. So it's, it's kind of making bars seem kind of pointless to me right now. Like I, I that's I, why you got to FaceTime Braden. That's it. You got to FaceTime people all the time. But I mean, it, it's, it's different because I think I bet I don't know statistics and stuff, but during this pandemic, dating apps probably like doubled, quadrupled, like in everything. Like all these people who were like, oh, you use Tinder? That's that's sus. That's sketchy. And now they're dating people constantly on Tinder or they're using Tinder to, to meet people. Like I think now the pandemic has pushed it to make it not even the new norm, but like so normal. It's almost weird if you're dating and you're not on these apps. But let's reflective of how we socialize now. Look at what we're doing literally right now through Zoom. You know, think of yeah. how much time you spent on Twitch the past year and a half uh, compared to how you spent that time prior um, and work culture, et cetera. Like this is what we do now in general. It is more important than ever, I suppose, to be able to, um, I don't know, embrace technology, I suppose, if, if we want to at least maintain a lot of the customs that we usually do. And that certainly means maintaining perhaps the best profile of yourself online as you are able to when you're meeting somebody for the first time on one of these social dating apps. And thankfully, we have an expert here to join us to talk about dating profiles. She is a dating profile consultant. Her name is Erica Lampart. Erica, thank you for joining us on The Wellness Policy. Hi. Hi. Thanks, Wayne. How are you doing? <laughs> doing very well. Awesome. So tell me tell me about your, your like, is this a like a job like I taught your title like how did you arrive at this 
Uh, so while y'all were talking about like the evolution of online dating, I have literally online dated since OkCupid, which was predating Plenty of Fish. It was a website and I believe it started in 2005 and I was on it 2006 of January, right? I was right there at the beginning because I date mostly uh, nerdy guys that aren't good at approaching very confident and strong women. So online dating Thank worked you. really on well. Behalf. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, and so I've been able to see the entire evolution of it all. And you're right in saying that like Tinder is now the number one rated uh, and used app. Bumble started because the woman who started it was originally one of the creators of Tinder and the sexism that she was uh, uh, getting it was too much and nobody would do anything about it. So she left and created Bumble. That's why Bumble and Tinder are almost identical in terms of platform. The only difference is that women have to message first. Um, and in terms of swiping, when we were talking about that, Jordan, I think you had it right when you were saying you were being more picky. That is one of the things that I tell all of my clients to do is genuinely read people's profiles and like read what they are, read what they say. Cause women will spend the time to describe what they want and what they are looking for. And oftentimes, I know Jordan's profile isn't like this because I've seen it before when he was online dating. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's a lot of times it's guys that are very upset that they're even online dating um, because their egos have maybe been hurt or bruised because they were in this relationship that they thought were what's great and then it ended. And so now they're frustrated that they have to then online date. And all of that aggression and anger in a majority of profiles, it is a majority, it's not all, but it is a majority gets reflected in that. So I kind of took my years of online dating experience mixed with the fact that I have worked as a men's stylist, mixed with the fact that I do social media marketing. And I kind of combined all those things during the pandemic because uh, you're right, I think it was Brandon who had said that, um, where everybody flocked to online dating during the pandemic. And it was this hyper mix up. Now people are upset that they're even online dating mixed with they're not doing it well right like you'd mentioned going up to somebody at a bar and you could see how they interact well that's great that's essentially like sending a first message to somebody where you're saying like hi i think you're cute um and with online dating it kind of creates it so that you can do that multiple like in sorry you can do that for multiple people uh but oftentimes people get so distracted by how many people you can do at once you actually miss really good people because you're spending too much time spreading it to everybody else so what i have done um through the pandemic was i created a kind of guerrilla style marketing where i created my own tinder account i've been banned from tinder bumble all of them and then i just keep creating fake accounts again to get back out there and kind of reach genuinely what my client is, which is it's guys that are frustrated online dating and why it's not working for them. And I just tell them specifically what they're doing wrong. Um, I tell them usually to get therapy, but in like a kind way, I tell them books to read in terms of, yeah, oh, you know, I tell them to get therapy uh, a lot um, and go through and kind of work through their wardrobe as well, because I've been a men's stylist for so long that I go through and show them how to measure themselves via Zoom link. Um, so they measure themselves and I get them properly fitting clothing and I send them links and they get to order it all themselves. And then we line up a photo shoot. We do that and I take all brand new photos because guys often have horrible backgrounds. Uh, the three of you are not included in this for this one thing. Um, and then I tell them about 
having a FaceTime or a Zoom or whatever, a meeting with the person before even meeting them because you don't want to waste your time. You can spend 30 minutes, whether you want to be all dolled up for it or not, and you kind of set that as a pre-date. And I think that is something positive that genuinely came from the pandemic is it, for my clients, it forced them to be choosier and to genuinely put who they are in their profiles. So that, I don't know, I talk a lot. Is that good? <laughs> it, it makes total sense. Um, you know, what, what are some of the perhaps biggest mistakes that you find some of your clients making when it comes to social media? Profile. Oh, so many. Um, <laughs> so first of all, men love to do this angled shot in their vehicle, like the car shot, gross, <laughs> sunglasses, gross. Don't wear sunglasses in your photos. You get one photo with sunglasses. If people are sitting here trying to swipe, and like you guys had said, women have literally our profiles are flooded with messages, then why aren't you doing everything that you possibly can to show exactly who you are as a human being? Show your best foot. And I'm not saying lie about who you are, but maybe that upward facing angle photo that doesn't even show who you are, don't use it. You need to have, have more pictures with fish. They need more no. pictures with fish. <laughs> <laughs> also not true. It's a lot of it's a lot of like it's simple things, right? Like you shouldn't have a selfie. You should have photos that are face for that actually show who you are. Show who you would be if somebody approached you in public. And that is a huge flaw that guys do often and they also have a lot of negativity in their profiles like it is just negative it is upset that they're there upset that anything is going on and they haven't taken the time to self-reflect and even though like I, I forget what the statistics are but it's basically like twice as many men that are online dating versus women right and we know this like this is scientific stats or facts right so all I do is I take those problematic profiles, like there's this many men that are online dating and there's this many women, but in terms of guys who have good profiles, it's this, right? So all I do is I take my cluster of clients that are down here and I pop them into that group of men that are desirable, show that they're a worthwhile partner, show that they show emotional education and empathy, show that they are for the most part, usually feminist or something that they realize that feminism isn't a bad word. It actually just means that we all should be created equally or treated equally. And it, it's kind of all of those things. And I just help their profile by rewriting it. And then they all of a sudden get women flocked to them. Like one of my first clients was engaged almost immediately. He went four years without a girlfriend and by kind of helping him through and showing what he was doing wrong when he was messaging women, um, and showing why those were negatives. Um, he was able to get an amazing, amazing fiance. I was still kind of like shocked because like he was cool, but like not that cool. Um, so it's kind of, it's, I think the biggest thing that men do wrong with internet profiles is they show their anger and that show reflects through their photos that look like they don't care. It shows through their profile writing that looks like they're angry and they don't care. And that doesn't impress women when they're all fighting for the good profiles. And I think that's oftentimes what you see with online dating and the mistakes that are being made. So this, this is, we are on a wrestling podcast network, Erica. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make yeah. a, a wrestling reference here, but you, you, it sounds like you're essentially the performance center for uh, men's <laughs> dating social. She's profiles. a manager. What, what do you mean? Or you, I'm a manager. <laughs> she's a manager, but she takes the raw talent that's out there. Okay. She, she plucks them right. up from like, you know, uh, I don't know their NFL, college. 
football yeah, backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. She packages them in a way that presents an element of of who they are at their core, maybe just at, at a slightly exaggerated, very presentable form that mm-hmm. encourages the audience to like them. Um, so I, I find, I, I mean, clearly, like you, you're making a big difference in many people's lives, and to me, it, it like oftentimes when I think about like maybe social media profile management, like. It, it it can seem like, well, how am I going to manipulate somebody into liking liking me or liking somebody? But it sounds more to me like you're you're concentrating on on authenticity and really just being able to like go through some of the obstacles to present this person's core authentic self out to the world. Yeah, it's definitely that. It's a lot of oh, sorry, I talk a lot. Um, it's a lot of finding photos and like genuinely I after remodeling them like giving them a nice spruce I like to call it like a soft makeover um which is usually just like getting bedding fitting clothing um I then go through and take photos of them and it's it's usually a two to three hour photo shoot where it's I'm generally talking I'm cracking jokes I'm usually cracking like some real inappropriate jokes intentionally because it breaks people out of their poses and it captures the images of them at their core where they're smiling or they're laughing and they're not looking at the camera and they're doing something goofy or they look like they're talking to somebody and it's all those things psychologically that appeal to women when you're looking at women's profiles those are the photos those women take so if as a man you're trying to attract women why are you not replicating the style of profile that women have that they are using to represent themselves in the world and by doing that that's that's literally what it is everybody's looking for somebody who kind of views the world similarly to them, whether that's a positive or a negative, that is what it is. And so if men for the first time in modern history have discovered that they have to not just bring a dick and a paycheck to a relationship, but they have to be likable. And this is the first time in modern history that we've had to deal with this because women weren't even allowed to have their own checking accounts until the eighties. Right. So we are now dealing with a society in which women can have careers and jobs. They bring everything to the table. What they're looking for is a partner and not a child that they have to help raise. So if you are that good partner, which for the most part, and I and I say no to a lot of clients with helping them because I don't think they're um, capable or worth my help. But for those that are it's been life forming, life changing for them, right? Because they they have the paycheck, they have the understanding to know that they need to do better emotionally, that they need to be going to therapy, that they need to, I don't know, get their hair cut regularly like women do, that they need to deal with like facials and deal with their clothing and make sure that it fits and that it's not dirty because women see through that. Women see when you look like a project and not a partner. And that's what we're dealing now with online dating, where you have all of these men flooding these women's inboxes to the point where women get to be pickier. We get to be pickier because we are making way more money and we can do stuff on our own. And so we're looking for a partner. <laughs> Project, not a partner. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a money line. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I want to add, and, and perhaps this is uh, kind of pivoting elsewhere, um, but way a bit ago, you just mentioned something about, you know, us maybe just speaking for men, uh, being worried about attracting a partner. Um, we all feel that way. That's kind of what dating is, this idea of we want yeah. to be attractive to, to people that we're attracted to. I think what was really helpful for me at some point was instead of worrying so much and being so self-indulgent of 
What am I going to say? How am I going to present? Will this person like me? Will this stranger that I don't know anything about, will they like me? For me, a big switch in my mentality and approach was, let me just go into this and learn as much as I can about them to see if I want to go on a second date with them. And then with that mentality, it took so much pressure off of me because it wasn't so much about my sense of worthiness or attractiveness to a stranger. It was, am I interested in this person? How much information can I gather? So of course, I'm going to pay attention to how they present physically, how they dress, their grooming and things like that. That says a lot about that person. But I'm also going to be asking them questions about their interests and try to get a sense of their heart and their dreams and their life experiences uh, and, and so on. Because for me, it's, is this someone that I want to continue investing my time in and being less concerned with the flip? If they're not interested, they'll tell me. But perhaps that just wasn't a good fit. Um, but for me, when that became clearer, I felt so much less pressure because ultimately, if we just give all of our power away to a stranger and let them dictate if they're attracted to us or not, we lose control, and then we're susceptible to the vulnerability of being rejected outright. Hmm. That's a great shift in perspective that I think might be helpful in not just dating situations, but like, I don't know, potential interviews or uh, really wherever else you might find yourself. And, and it's actually interesting how, like, how similar those things are, like going on a date and you know, getting a job interview. Maybe, maybe you know, Erica, it would be good to ask for maybe some of your perspectives on how to maybe prevent that from completely dominating like a, a date. You want a date to be fun and not just like a job interview. Yeah. So one of the ways that I tell my clients to do that is I tell them repeatedly and I make them zoom with me all the time. So they get comfortable with it is to set up the zoom meeting before going on your date. So that when you finally do go on a date, you know, maybe you've gone through five zoom dates with different people but by the time you get to the the actual date with somebody that you would be willing to pay for on that first date, because you've already had that connection, then you can do something fun like an activity state. Like, why would you go grab a coffee for a first date? Don't do that. No, 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 no. Go to a Zoom, have a Zoom meeting, talk for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever. And if that person's rad and you're like, man, I would totally buy this person a meal or I'd want to go bowling with them or I'd want to go to this random uh you know, uh, whatever, a random thing to go do, like an activity date, that kind of like bumps up that timeline. Because usually your first date, when you meet somebody online, it's like you go get coffee or a beer, or you just hook up, which has no judgment, support it. Um, but like, once you've already pushed past that first, when you turn that first date into a Zoom, then your second date gets to be your activity date. And that's where you get to have fun and actually create memories with somebody and then see how they interact with things. And I think that is significantly more beneficial. And I think that's something that has turned around because of the pandemic, because that was not occurring pre-pandemic, but it definitely did start in the midst of the pandemic. Yeah, I think the dating. pandemic changed things for the first mm -hmm. date. I feel like it was like, hey, instead of going to the bar, which we can't go to, we can't go into a restaurant. Mm -hmm. You want to go for a walk? You want to go for a walk around the city? You want to go to uh, the lake? We could go there. You want to like, like things definitely changed. And, and, 
and you're you're totally right about like making profile. I've I've helped out so many of my friends when they're like, oh, I'm I'm single now. Should I get on the Tinder thing? And then they show me the thing. I'm like, absolutely not. Give me your phone. Delete this whole shit. Go pose. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take pictures. Let's go for a walk. I'll take a picture. But like like there is so much to be said about what you how you come across on your mm-hmm. like not only dating profiles but like social media profiles. Right? Like we all have this like like facade of like who we are on these things but your dating app should like totally be you i always try to take pictures of my friends when they're acting all serious and mean mug and i'm like no smile what do you what, why are you like what are you doing smile smile but, the trick is to crack a dirty joke when yeah that yeah happens, of course. and you will get their most honest reaction <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to do <laughs> and and like definitely like dating um I, I, I've used Tinder quite a lot. Again, it's probably like the, the number one app of success, uh, I guess, after POF years ago. But I've, I've now met like my own partner uh, on Tinder, maybe like a year and a half ago, two years ago. So it's like, um, you can use this to create just real relationships and someone that is like, you know, in my life, that's a big part of my life. But before that, like, you could be also messaging with someone and like, Hey, I don't want to FaceTime you, but it seems like we're, I don't know, 0.3 kilometers away. Let's go meet right now and like, see what it's, it's like for a walk or, or for anything. Right. And a lot, a lot of the times, some people weren't looking for relationships where, you know, uh, a woman would be like, Hey, actually, uh, you're really cool. I I'm out of a relationship. Do you want to just come over and watch a movie? And I'd be like, uh, yeah, that sounds like a great first date. Let's do that instead. And then I, I already know, like kind of how it is where where, where you can kind of gauge from talking to someone what maybe they're interested in but some people maybe don't want to really say what they're interested in right like say this guy gets out of a relationship and he knows he just needs he just needs to 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 see the world a little bit he needs to explore oh, to vote he, it out been there yeah totally. yeah like he needs, yeah like he needs <laughs> he needs to get it out you know what i mean he needs to get out of his system yeah. the best way to get over someone is to get on top of someone else so you know you should you should go out and, and sow your oats regardless so there are some times where people need to, to go and, and and do that and i think people need to do that to learn a bit about themselves before maybe even getting into like relationships and stuff i'm not saying everyone go be like go be a slut everyone but fuck you probably no, you, you should. should be a slut you should you should be like, a legit slut. like be sorry a slut. like like there's so many people that are like oh now i'm 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 with my high school sweetheart and and all this stuff i'm like like you just you didn't explore the world in my opinion like there's there's a lot of things out there and tinder and these websites are like this literal spark that's why they call it tinder that can like change your life there's a catalog of people on your phone that you can decide whether or not you know you want to talk to and and meet and stuff and the internet it's a glorious what a time to be alive really it's great well and i think one of the greatest things oh sorry i was gonna say (laughs) one of the greatest things too with my clients my bad is that is one of the first questions I ask them. What are you genuinely looking for? Are you looking for a relationship? Are you looking for just a hookup? Are you looking to date around and maybe have the potential of things? Um, and it was really interesting to, because I was in the, the, I am in the position of people paying me to do this. Guys are more likely to be honest with it. And so when I go through and write their profiles, I write that in. Like there's nothing, there are just as many men out there as women who want just hookups, Right. All of those things are completely reasonable. You can want to hook up. You can just want to date casually around. You could be looking for your partner, but you need to state that in your profile. That's it. It's so simple. Like state what you want. If you want to date around, awesome. If you want to hook up all the time, great. Every woman reads your profile. 
every woman. But every guy's profile says, if you even read this stuff, I'm 5'2", like it matters. Like, it's so, so common. Wait, like, hold I on. Can... Do we, we need to know the answer, a yes or no answer right here, right now. Do men put, should, should, should they put their height on their Tinder yes, profile? Yes, 100%, always. Right. Yes. Jordan, if there's any time to always. hit that cowbell, you need to hit it right now. Fuck you guys. I didn't put my height. <laughs> That's because you're like 5'2". I don't know. Jordan's like 5'2". I love you, Jordan. Um, so I completely agree and I understand. But here's why. He's so mad to hit that bell. More cowbell. Um, here's the reason why. Statistically speaking, men are taller than women, right? But Jordan, you as a 5'2 man, would you want to be dating a 5'9 woman? First of all, nothing wrong with that. But I'm like 5'7". Come on, people. I know, yeah, I know you're saying, I'm just fucking, I'm just messing with you. There, I, what was that, you were uh, four foot nine? Um, yeah, and my penis is really small. Uh, I know. There are... Under six feet, that's sweeter than me. Uh, uh, this is going uh, way off. Uh, all the way, all the way. Uh, there have been a few times that women have asked my height. That first girl I went on a date with that, that I mentioned um, from Tinder, she asked me, Hey, by the way, I'm just curious, how tall are you? So clearly, that was important enough for her to know beforehand for whatever reason. So I was honest. That was not a yeah. big deal to me. Um, I really appreciate uh, what you were sharing about just a baseline level of communication. Whatever you're looking for is fine. Um, did I specifically write on my profile that this is what I'm looking for? No. But I communicated that early on because I ended up in a romantic relationship. I was happy. I wanted that, but I wanted it with the right person. I hooked up with many other women. I became friends with other women because where I was uh, for many years was I was just open to connecting with different people and seeing what came of it based on mm. the, the feeling in the moment. Um, but I, I would always try my best to communicate it. Oftentimes, if a date would end, I wouldn't want to lie and be like, this was awesome. I'd love to do it again. And then just never and just ghost. Him. Oftentimes, I would say, hey, this was a good time. I'm not necessarily feeling like a romantic connection, but it was great to meet you. Sometimes I could see in a woman's face that they felt hurt and rejected. And that didn't feel good for me to do. But I also didn't want to outright lie to them. There were more women who said, I appreciate you being upfront and, and respect for telling me how you really feel. I think honesty in most cases is the best policy, uh, but that starts within ourselves and actually getting clear on what are we looking for and giving ourselves permission to, to feel that and, and to allow that if that's what we want. But we can't just fucking objectify people and use people. Uh, we, we got to communicate where we're at with them. Well, Jordan brings up an interesting topic, you know, is there an expected etiquette when it comes to ending, perhaps, um, you know, a relationship, no matter how brief? And, and is that something you discuss with your clients, Erica? Oh, absolutely. I tell them that if they ghost anybody, all you have to do is say, hey, thanks so much. I had a really good time. I'm just not feeling it. That's all you have to say, because what you think is hurting them more because you have to face the feelings that you have and tell somebody that is actually more hurtful, right? Like I jokingly said, that's so a jokingly, jokingly, kind of, I've been like, I will burn your house down 
if you ghost somebody after I did all of this to your profile. I will burn it to the ground. And guess what? They got really good. I also, though, when I, for my clients, I write them a few intro messages that they can send. And I also write them a few messages if they're just not feeling somebody that they can literally copy and paste it and send it off to somebody. Be like, thanks so much. I'm just not interested. I hope you find what you're looking for. That's it. Like, it's so simple to just communicate what you want or what you don't want. And it's being treated as if that's not what we should do and we should hide who we are. No, be vocal about who you are. Be vocal about what you want. You know, be vocal about what you want in your dating. Be vocal that you don't want something or you do want something. It's so simple. It's baseline communication. And that is literally with my clients. What I teach them is it's not a big deal. Women literally don't care. And it's actually more hurtful to ghost because then they're inside their head. Like, what did I do wrong? What did I do this, 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 this? And it could be something as simple as I was just not into it, right? I tell people all the time when I'm not into them, it's gotten more fun, um, but it was I, difficult at first. <laughs> I, I'm, I, was totally, I was totally guilty of doing that, especially like early twenties when I was just like mm-hmm. kind of living my best hippie life. I, I definitely like would ghost people or, or more, even more hurtful would be even the, what I call the slow ghost is mm-hmm. where you like, you, you give them some, some breadcrumbs, you give them some things, but they kind of, you make them get the hint, like you're not interested. And I realized that now as an older guy, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I was pretty much an asshole. I could have, mm-hmm. I could have definitely just went like bullet points here. Sorry, like yeah. not interested, but I definitely did use the ghosting route when I was in my early twenties. And because of that, it has caused me some like chaos because like you said, it can make people not think properly like why what's going on here so I've had like some some crazy encounters where like you know I've I've maybe ghosted people and I know now that it is wrong but at the time they like took it to heart or maybe they didn't try to burn my house down but they they'd show up at my house I'd have to run away on my bike to get away from people or like you know block people's numbers because they were calling me like 20 times in the middle of the night and stuff like that like it it can it's bad and I and I know that now as like an adult but I know that people definitely do it out there. And I'm, and I'm saying, don't do it. All you need to do is yeah. like what you said, uh, Erica, is just mm-hmm. leave a message and, and say like, hey, sorry, it's not feeling it. Because it's so mean to, to just do that to someone, definitely. At this point, uh, we want to open it up to some phone calls. And uh, Erica, do you have some time to perhaps stick around? If yeah, people have some questions. Totally. Okay, if you don't, just let us know. Not a problem at all. But if you have a question in the Zoom room, uh, just simply raise your hand in the Zoom chat. And if you would like to remain anonymous for a show like this, you could just DM me or just uh, just maybe change your name in the Zoom if you want. But uh, yeah, where, where can actually people maybe find some of your work, Erica, if people wanted to? Uh, so actually what I do is I treat my uh, work more like Hitch, where it's all by word of mouth. Um, I used to have social media for it and I realized that feels kind of creepy and gross. So now it's based off of clients that I've already had recommending other people. Um, but I can easily give my email to probably Jordan. He has it. And then he can put the, uh, put it in the comments. So people, if they want to ask questions or whatever, I do, uh, profile rehabs for people in DC and Maryland. So those are my two spots. I'm actually curious. Do you have any female clients? I, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I had one female client. She was only looking for hookups. She's a chunkier lady, but she's beautiful and she is not photogenic. 
And uh, yeah, no, we, we had some fun photo shoots with like different, like one was a popsicle photo shoot. One was like a sucker. Uh, we were doing very phallic-y photo shoots because all she wanted was hookups and it was effing hilarious. <laughs> it was one of my favorite photo shoots to like, she'd be like, oh, Did here's me licking a melt. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Do you guys know how simple men are? It was like, she went for me and like, I never get people to match with me to like, is this what it's like? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, that's what I get online. Cause I got this. I got a lot of things going on for me. So she got she got that replication and it was effing hilarious. And her uh, current hookup person is way hotter than anything I would have anticipated. <laughs> so yes, is the quick answer. <laughs> you had mentioned like recommending like maybe some books to, to some of your mm -hmm. clients. I'm kind of curious, especially when it comes to something like this. For me, like a big breakthrough was just like working on my, my inner confidence and, mm -hmm. and things like that. Are there certain like things you would recommend maybe to our audience? Oh yeah, sure. So the one main book that I highly recommend. So there's one, there's a podcast that I recommend. It's called guys. We fucked. Um, it's amazing. It's two comedians. They're a delight. They've, I think they're like the number one rated female podcast and they have been for years. Now they're behind a paywall, but you still can get their first eight seasons. And that particular, uh, podcast really it shows you the amount of things that a women are going through from dating to sexual assault to dealing with therapy to all those things so I, I offered that and then on the flip of that is and for those of you who have been on Bumble recently um, it's the five love languages right like that's a very simple book that everyone should read I don't think of it as science but I think it's very good for and there's a bunch of like Sorry, not to like, it, there's a bunch of like hokey religious aspects to it. Um, however, the baseline of understanding like, hey, I can show love in different ways, whether it's uh, acts of service or physical touch or just being around, things like that. And it kind of breaks that all down. Um, and those two things have genuinely, it's amazing to hear people read that book and listen to those podcasts and say like the amount that they've evolved. Uh, and how much that has helped them date, especially for the fact that if that podcast is the number one rated podcast by women, then women are watching or listening to it. And same with the book, right? Like you look at that book and on Bumble, it says, what's your love language? Um, so with that, just by offering those two things that are very female driven that we like to talk about, it gives you a talking point in relationships. The love languages like concept, I, I mean, it, it's it's helpful, not just in dating, but really, I would say in all all forms of relationship, mm -hmm. again, so, uh, uh, you know, for me, again, dating was like a really great period of growth, where you can learn a whole lot, not just about, you know, the, the, the people you're trying to date, but but really about yourself. We do have some phone calls. And I think we're going to start off here with Maddie B. Maddie B, yes. welcome to the show. Oh, Jordan, Way, Braden, Erica, nice to meet you. Nice hey, to meet hello, you. Maddie B. Hello, hello, hello. Um, so yeah, this is topic um, I'm fairly comfortable talking about, uh, so I'll do the best I can here. Um, yeah, dating is, uh, hasn't really been one of those things for me. Um, in high school, I never went to really any like house parties, so I kind of hung out with my friends. We did kind of like just, you know, hung up like, uh, their house and kind of just, like, same with waited, right? We kind of did our own thing. And, I feel you, know, you man. Yeah. It's kind of wasn't, you know, I, I, when, we talk about that, when we talk about that way, I was like, oh my gosh, that, that was me. And now I'm in school. Like, that was exactly me, right? Hey, I, I had great that. times with my friends. 
So. Oh, no, no, it was a blast. Oh, it was the best. Um, and then, you know, as soon as I got, you know, got into kind of college, uh, you know, kind of started going out to bars more and this and that. Um, my, I guess my confidence wasn't very high. Um, you know, I was comfortable talking to, you know, my guy friends and any girls around. Um, even when I did, it just, you know, it was kind of casual, but like, you know, it kind of just, you know, a couple of quick, you know, you know, uh, mini conversation, then it kind of ended like that. Um, you know, never went really too far uh, in anything. And then, you know, when you almost like feel defeated before you go actually talk to somebody, because you're kind of like, you know, I go like even when, you know, I, I never have the confidence to go up and like, you know, someone's, you know, can I buy you a drink or can I do this or, you know, hey, I, you know, it's some kind of like, you know, you're like a, a funny, you know, break the ice, uh, icebreaker comment. Like I could, you know, I, I have a bit of a studying problem, like not, like only that happens when I get nervous. So, and when I get nervous, it's kind of everything goes to shit. And uh, so about, like overcoming that has been pretty difficult for me. Um, you're doing great and then, right now, by the way. Okay, like you're, you're the first you're caller, <laughs> and okay. that's like not easy. Oh yeah, Maddie. Because I know a lot of people are nervous, maybe about raising their hands. Yeah. So I mean, I, honestly, like when you first mentioned this dating thing, I was like, the whole month, I was like, no, do I call in? Do I not? You know, how far do I go? Like, it's just you know what I mean. Um, so. But Maddie no, B, I, sorry, I, Maddie B, but Maddie, like you're you're totally right. It's so difficult. Not even not even in the world of trying to talk to you know, talk to girls, but talking to people in general can be such a, like, like I, I'm someone who hosts podcasts and stuff, but you wouldn't know. I have crazy anxiety, man. Like trying to meet new people can be really hard. And especially when you're trying to talk to people, when you're trying to have that, like you said, icebreakers to, to girls in, in bars and stuff, it's, it's totally difficult. Erica, what would you say is like some, some advice to that? If, if any. I would say be open about it. Uh, keep in mind, like I'm cute, right? I'm cute. I do this for a living where I like help people redo their profiles. I didn't start dating until I was 20. I had a stutter my entire life. I was the fat girl that got made fun of in high school my whole life, right? There is a point where, um, and now I also like sell clothing and stuff, whichever. But one of the biggest things that I sell is a bag that says I came, I saw, I made it awkward. So you being who you are is not a negative thing. And it's one of those, like, as you get older, I don't know your age or your comfort level with being a human being, but like, it gets, it gets, it gets better for the most part. Like once you get more confident and if you're terrified of your stutter, oh my God, there are so many people out there that stutter. I stutter, I literally stutter all of the time. Thankfully I'm not right now. It's just a thing. Um, but it is, that's relatable, right? Like being genuine about it and not being negative about that's who you are right like my best friend has autism uh not my well one of my best friends um and that is just who she is and once you have confidence and conviction in who you are it helps it helps a lot but i also say that and i'm terrified to go up to people in real life and talk to them i still uh, abide by the gender norms of that like if somebody wants to talk to me they should do it first um but it's 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 learning how to be comfortable in who you are because there are people, all women, there are people who have stuttered. There are people that have their awkward moments and that actually makes you more relatable. Not you trying to present as something other than who you are. You're, the whole point is to show who you are. So the person who is like you can find you. And if you're terrified to be who you are, then how are you going to find somebody that it gets who you are as a human? 
Well said. Does that make sense? Wow, Very, well yeah. said. Okay. Yeah. Very well said. I mean, to tie it back to the world of wrestling, I mean, you know, I find the biggest baby faces aren't the guys who are like good looking, like muscle bound, you know, like perfect in every way. It's the guys that have some imperfection that have some underdogs. vulnerability. The underdogs, you know, and Maddie B, I think you'd be the biggest baby face in the room right <laughs> now. Oh, I would be. No, that would be easy. It would be easy. Totally. Um, <laughs> no, because, yeah, I know, because even like with regarding that, like, um, I'm, you know, I'm kind of have a small circle of people that I usually kind of go for, kind of, kind of go to kind of thing. Like I've only had, like my life only had, I, I've had one job. Um, and I'm actually going for an interview because I recently moved to Halifax. So it's a pretty big change for me for that. Um, and I have an interview tomorrow, which I'm pretty nervous about, but at the same time, oh. I'm confident. Uh, cause that's kind of like, um, like I'm, I'm really, I'm really good with kids, especially little ones. And I'm, um, interviewing for a daycare tomorrow. And that's kind of like my, one of my major skills that I'm like really good at. Um, I'm still nervous as, like, as hell. Cause like, this is, you know, new people, um, you know, a new city, uh, you know, like new area, like people I don't know. So, you know, it's kind of like all kind of coming into one right now. And uh, so um, that's what I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Um, so. Well, best of um, luck to you, man. Oh yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And thank it's you. really exciting. That. Cause you get a whole group of single moms. As you being a caregiver, just letting you know. That's it. That's it. Oh, for sure. I hear that one. Shout out single moms, Maddie B. Shout out single moms. They need love too. They're so good. That's it. And oh my gosh, very true on that one. Yes. Single moms, Maddie B. Just moms, Maddie B. Oh, that's true. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice layers. And yeah, so it's the biggest thing is just more so of because they I mean, I started like i didn't want to bumble um and uh it's been okay like i've you know i've had you know, a couple of matches in there like quick conversations but it's never really gotten far um you know i used to use tinder but again i used it when there was a bunch of like bots on there and fake counts um so i may try to go back on there and see how that goes um because like i said i'm not a big picture guy so like um you know i've like you know i'm trying to kind of work on that too kind of take like better pictures of myself and um and you know writing like the right profile because like you know I'll, I'll write you know do write a long one or short one is it, are these the right words what do i say in it like is this you know i kind of i take it with it all the time i'm like oh is this you know am i doing something wrong like um all that kind of stuff right and um uh what was gonna say also like last probably last in july um and the, the, uh, the Par- periscope streaming app um i met this one girl um, that I still talk with on, on Instagram. Uh, she was in California. Um, she's like 20, 27 now. Um, and, you know, it's, you know, it's we, like, you don't have like a, a super, like, you know, uh, like, you know, with a boyfriend girlfriend relationship. No, it's more of like an open relationship kind of thing. And um, somehow, some way, I am incredibly comfortable with her. Like, you know, we'll, we'll, fa- uh, we'll FaceTime at night, maybe like, you know, once a week or a couple times a week or, you know, or, you know, and then we take, might take a break for a couple of weeks and do it again for a bit. And for some reason, when I talk to her, it's like, like all my worries go away. Um, and I can, like, you know, my, you know, I don't stutter, you know, I can talk freely and I'm not sure how, like, it's hard to explain. Like, you know, I wish I could do that with everybody, but with her, it just seems like it's, it's, I don't know, something works. I mean, again, she's in California um and you know so like i'm hoping to go meet her one day but it's kind of it's you, you just don't know about that kind of thing right but it's just funny how you know that kind of just 
you know, I, I, I'm a different person when talking to her. Like, I'm like, is that to myself? Like, 100% of the time. Um, so anyways, that's kind of like, um, you know, I'm kind of rambling on. I apologize, but. No. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, yeah not at all. And Appreciate it, man. Have you considered the fact that the fact that she is across country and dating somebody else, it takes off the pressure of you of actually trying to date? Because if she was ever like, I'm not interested anymore, you would have no, you would have no anger or aggression or feel of rejection because she's so far away. And she's already dating somebody else. Like that is a big. Uh, well, I do that all the time. I do that all the time. Yeah, she's single right now. But like, like I said, if, if she were to like, you know, date somebody, like I'd be, be like, okay, like, or, or she said to me, like, you go date somebody, like, it's perfect, fine. So we have that type of relationship where it's like either or, it's, it's totally fine with each other, right? So, but it's just funny how it just like it kind of I just I'm able to like you know, and then so I I, I just kind of work on that. I got to gotta like use that as a kind of as a way to kind of you know expand my kind of like my. I got exact word term I can think of, but it's like use that as a way to kind of meet other people, yeah. kind of thing. And from Periscope, from Periscope, uh, yeah. Maddie so it was B? funny. No, cheeky so Maddie B. No, no, because so it's funny because uh, on the in the pandemic, uh, you know, I you know find something to do whatever, and so I was watching this um, this Australian man, probably in his late forties, and he he lived in the UK, so we'd go for a morning walk. Uh, so I got it'd be midnight and uh, Eastern time. And then he'd 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 be six six a.m. his time, and uh, it, you know it's hilarious guy. And you know and uh, you know I'd, make, I'd write comments or whatever. And people had comments right, and like I just noticed her, like, she went by the name name Kitty. So I'm like okay, and then I just kind of started. We kind of start you know we 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 kind of like um, uh, started you know, we kind of uh, we were I guess in the in the chat we kind of you know we chat amongst each other kind of thing whatever, and then. All of a sudden, kind of went from like, you know, kind of get, you know, we start, uh, friends became friends on Instagram, and then we could stretch out on there, and then it became, oh, yeah. you know, uh, can we do Instagram, you know, can we do a FaceTime, and then and it kind of went on from there. So it's kind of funny how, how stuff works out. So I'm happy awesome. for you, Maddie B. That's awesome yeah. that you've, you've also, you've also like now you've started uh, talking to someone in a relationship, whether it be in person or via like long distance, but you said it yourself that you start to feel like, like yourself, you start to feel comfortable. So yeah. I feel like down the line, the Maddie B who's moving to the new city with the new job, like meeting people that make you feel that way will will continue to happen, my friend. Agreed. Yeah. Thank you very much for well, sharing. I, no, I appreciate this, guys. Uh, this is, you know, it's kind of, I said this is a very hard topic for me to talk about, but I, I felt very comfortable. And, uh, and, and uh, again, thank you, guys. Uh, I really appreciate everything. So you, you, you helped us back. break the seal. So thank you very much, Matt. Matty B uses pictures of our up next hoodie on his uh, Tinder profile. So oh, wow. That'll, that, that, that'll definitely help over in Halifax. Maybe we have some listeners out there. All right. We, have a, we actually have quite a few calls here. So we go up next to our next caller, and that is Tony. Tony, how you doing? Hi. How's everyone? Hey, doing pretty well. Tony? Hey, Tony. Hi. Thanks so far. Like, it's been great so far. I'm delighted that I get to uh, kind of phone in. It's been a while since the, uh, the Hangout's been on, so... Over here in Ireland, with the time difference, it's great to speak to everyone for a while. And best of luck to Matt on the uh, interview tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Hope it goes well for you, man. Um, yeah, I suppose, like, just for myself in terms of dating, um, you know, for the most part, in most aspects of life, I'd be comfortable enough and confident enough. Like, I, I play music in a few bands and I do a bit of stand-up around town and stuff. But then just with dating, it's always been something that kind of, I don't know, kills me a bit. And then... I don't know. I think it's um, like I have a, a daughter. I have a seven-year-old daughter, 
so I, I don't know I feel like sometimes it's I feel like people have an assumption about like oh is there going to be like baby mama drama or something like that uh, which isn't the case like I'm very lucky in that regard that uh, I get along really well with my uh, daughter's mother but it's just a weird one I think it might be something in my own head that I'm putting my own insecurities about it on other people and you know not ideal really so, so you're a single parent trying to date and you're feeling yeah. maybe some yeah friction with that or at least personally you might yeah yeah and it's not it's nothing like i'm a completely proud parent and i love my daughter more than anything but um i don't know i think i think because i have had a few experiences where people get kind of freaked out by it especially online dating because i was a bit kind of hesitant to put on any profiles before because I didn't want assumptions being made. And then when I did put it on that I had a child, I did find that there was a lot less traffic coming my way, let's say. So I think that kind of, I don't know, perpetuated it in my own mind. But I, uh, so, I, don't know, I live in my head a lot. Could you think of it as a different way, right? Like you are a father. You cannot change that about yourself. That was a life thing that has occurred to you. And that's a big deal. So why would you want to waste your time on people who cannot and will not date a father? Right. Exactly, like there yeah. are plenty of people that are more than happily. I have dated fathers. I've dated non-fathers. I am personally and intentionally someone that, who did not have children. Am I morally opposed to dating a dad? No. Is it, is it a prime objective? No. Like I like my life. It's awesome. Um, however, it's not a deal breaker and it, it is a deal breaker for some. It's the same thing as with listing your height, right? Like if somebody is only dating people that are six feet tall, list your height so that you don't have to waste your time messaging that person. And just because there are less out there, that honestly makes it better for you because then you have to swipe less to find somebody who you might have more things in common with. Think of it as a positive, not a negative. You shouldn't be matching with everybody. That's gross. You should be sure, genuinely yeah. looking for people who want to be with you and you being a dad is something you cannot change. So state it, state your height, state your job, state your, if you're a father or not. And in terms of like the baby mama drama, uh, I guess maybe it depends on your age, but women in their thirties and especially late thirties, we just assume, we just assume. And there are women out there who are like, I absolutely do not want to have kids in my life. And that's great. So mm. you just saved both of your times with that. Why would you want to invest in somebody who cannot invest in you fully? Sure. Yeah. No, it makes perfect sense, really. And that's, you know, I've had friends say the same thing as well. So, uh, huh. no, it does make sense. It's, uh, I don't know. It's like so a filter. filter. Yeah. Yeah. It suppose, is. So. is there dating apps for, for like single parents? Like, have you met someone who, you know, also has kids or something? I'm thinking like Brady Bunch scenario here or whatever, but like there, there must be apps for that. Right. Like, Literally all the apps are flooded with single moms. You can go on any of them. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. honestly, you might you might do better on a Bumble versus a Tinder because Bumble women have to message first. And like single moms do not have time to mess around. So if you're ready for something where they can just be very upfront and forward with you because that's what they're going to be because they don't have time to parent you, then that's great. That's awesome. Like that's what internet dating should be. It should be less the negative that I don't have everybody matching me. I'm not amazing and be more, let's figure out how to hone it down so I don't waste my time on dates where I can actually find people that I have something in common with. Yes, sure. Like in the same way you can choose which streaming sites you subscribe to. Mm -hmm. You can streamline your kind of dating field as such, you know, 
you can yeah. kind of narrow it down. I mean, and people uh, like uh, myself and Jordan, five foot seven guys, we got to stick together on this one. So we're fighting the good fight. I'm not going to lie. I, I <laughs> totally have friends who are literally, they say, uh, under six feet, the sweeter the meat. And she means it. She's like, give me all of those five foot seven honeys. She goes, because all the women chasing after a six foot man thinking that they got something to prove in their pants. It's not true. It's all the five foot sevens with BDE. Like it is, there's something to be said and you can find it. And women can, we like sniff it out. We know. We know. <laughs> Tony, you said you're a stand up, you're a stand up comedian, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I try. Well, oh, that's a good fact. Hold up. The fact that you try, I can't think of anything that would feel more vulnerable because that is something where you are actually dependent on the response of an audience for it to be uh, perhaps deemed successful or not. Like, yeah. if you're able to do that, to me, that's a fucking superpower. It's, yeah, it's, do you know what it is? Because, like, I played music for so long and I found, regardless of, you know, you could be playing the shittest song that anyone's ever heard. And just out of politeness, people are going to applaud at the end. Like if you're a support band or if you're just playing an open mic, people are going to applaud. Whereas with comedy, people don't really do sympathy laughs. Like it's, it's an immediate response and there's nothing that you can't fault that. You can't fake that, sorry. Um, and so I just think like it's <laughs> immediate gratification. Maybe that says more about me than anything else. But just and the I fact think- that you have the, the stomach to go do it, uh, to me, I admire that. Uh, I'm also a musician, so perhaps... A, uh, a way in which I sometimes approach not only dating, but just socializing in general, uh, which may resonate with you, is like, we don't know what's going to happen. So it's like when you're jamming with other musicians, you just kind of show up, uh, you you speak uh, in your voice and through your instrument, and you're doing it in a way that is trying to be collaborative uh, with other people. But like... Mm. If you're jamming with other people and it's not going well, like that doesn't mean that you're necessarily a bad musician or the other person is. Just sometimes people aren't a great fit for each other, and that's fine. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, makes a lot of sense. And also, oh, and also keep in mind that majority of women all have a crush on Jack Black. So if you're a comedian, <laughs> there true. is a reason why comedians have a huge following, like huge, because they're funny, because they can talk in public, because they can do those things. So if you need to, the first few times that you like approach somebody or talk to somebody when you're not feeling confident, put on that emotion and that feeling that you have when you're on stage and do that with a woman. Approach Isn't that her like something that. we want? Like, like for me personally, I, again, I grew up kind of the chubby kid who was funny and that's just something mm-hmm. I've coasted on forever. I think it's, I can't believe I'm going to quote Mar- Marilyn Monroe, but she said, if you can make a, if you can make a woman laugh, you can make her do anything. You can, if you're funny, that's it. That's it. You could be Jack Black is, is definitely a, a, a cute, a cute dad bod kind of guy, but there's oh, definitely like so comedi- <laughs> comedians out there that like aren't really good looking that like are super funny so instantly that like attract like for me personally if 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 i'm meeting someone in in my relationship i need them to have a sense of humor probably mm-hmm. over like obviously i'll be i'll be completely honest and shallow looks humor that's 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 all like that's yeah. the first two things and and that's and that's what i'm looking for here and like if you if i can get along and, and i can crack a really really dark joke and we can get along we're we're good and tony like doing comedy like you must, you must be able to to meet people and and use that like to talk to people because that's like that's more ballsier than going up to talk to 
girls in bars like to do a set <laughs> or something. So good on you. Cheers, guys. Thank, thank you. Thanks thank again you. for this. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. Shout out single dads out there. Dads all the way. Thank you very much, Tony. Let's go up next to our next caller in New Jersey. Brandon. Oh, did I just drop you, Brandon? Oops. Yep. Sorry, I hit a wrong button. Brandon, are you there? Hello? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. Can you hear me? I can hear you. What's going on, man? Yeah, I was I was I was in between stops, but <laughs> I'm sorry. How are you? Doing great. We're good, Brandon. Oh man, great to see you guys. Uh interesting topic. Uh yeah, uh I, mean, <laughs> I used to like uh I, I, I used to like be well I still am to an extent. Like I'm pretty introverted, especially coming off uh, uh stuff in my personal life like uh, being married and whatnot and that ended badly and whatnot. And uh bef- but before that, like I used to be to myself and very shy and, and whatnot and like I, I sort of am still and I started like I remember when I was in junior college and like I used to like be afraid to express myself like joking around and whatnot like being a class clown i didn't want to do that i thought there'd be ramifications on that shit and stuff like that so <laughs> we're, we're 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 in the class and i i, I noticed something in the subject in the during the, the class that that was funny and i i was like you know what let me let me pop the, the class and <laughs> see see if this will go over uh, uh, I, this has to do with dating, by the way, and whatnot. So, I'll get to the I'll get to the point. So, I I said the joke, and everybody laughed. And I was like, you know what? I, I why, why am I afraid to be this introverted person? I, I should open myself up to more and, and just be myself. And and that led to like starting using that dating apps and trying to talk to people. Like MS, MSN Messenger was a hero of mine. I, I said that in the chat, but uh, I've had a lot of <laughs> successful encounters and some catfish encounters with that. <laughs> but uh, I mean, like, uh, I'm like, yeah, you can't live in fear. You, you live one life and like, you, you gotta like, you know, have fun. I mean, and try. And, and that's what I, uh, it, I mean, it's not going to be, it's not going to be successful all the time, but I mean, it's 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 50 50 booking you're either gonna you're either gonna get over or you're not gonna get over and then you just try again and uh and uh the next part is to is to try to cash in uh do it in person because i'm still kind of shy when it comes to that like I, I don't have a like a good opening line when it comes to that i mean that that's the that's the uh the hard part for me and i did well, a, a good opener you know what i'm saying well, what, are you what five are, seven <laughs> do not use that as an opener (laughs) i that you know that's fun that that's the fun thing about swiping left and right like you you see that the profile is like oh so swipe left if you're 16 if you're not 16 like like it's like a carnival ride or something like that like (laughs) (laughs) they're just saving you the effort like they're just saving you the effort i I, I hit right just for fun to see what happens like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but Brandon, Brandon, you, you touched on something really valuable that goes beyond dating. And that's just anytime we feel like fear or anxiety or just a vulnerability about doing something that ultimately we feel pulled to do for whatever reason, whether it's dating or asking for a job or uh, sharing something that you feel with someone else. Like that shit is hard. It's scary. And we feel vulnerable because 
we create a possibility in which we can get a reaction or response that we're not hoping to get. But you said like YOLO, and that's the truth. We are going to die. And if you think real big picture, we're all going to die relatively soon. So the times in which I've been terrified because I was asking for something I desired most, I would just think to myself and say to myself, like, I'm going to die. It can't be worse than that. And I always know that even in rejection, on the back end of the experience, I'll always feel better about myself for backing myself and asking for what I want. Yeah, I, I, I echo those sentiments. I remember going up to a girl like at, at the mall and whatnot, a couple like years ago, and like I noticed a vibe between us, and, and but I didn't know what to do, and I just started thinking to myself. I kept on pacing back and forth in the store. I was like, "Should I approach this chick? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do." I kept on making awkward passes, like I kept like I was on the freeway or whatnot, and I started like sweating profusely through my 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 shirt. So I I, I went up there and I said, "What's up?" And first time in a long time. I, was, no, I didn't say that, but <laughs> I, I I started rapping her in my head, and she started rapping back, and I was like, "You know what? This isn't bad." Like, yeah, like she's talking back. She's the, the, the rapport is, 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 is going well and whatnot. And, and ultimately she said that she, she was with someone, but she appreciated it. And I was like, you know what? It's, it's not the end of the world. Just get back and try it again. Can, can I share one thing with you about my MSN messenger story real quick though? Yes, please. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, if anyone, anyone, I don't know if you're old, young enough or, or it might be a young crowd, but like MSN, MSN messenger was like, just a, like AIM chat and whatnot. But like, you know, there's some sections where you can, you know, talk to chicks and whatnot. <laughs> so I, I was talking to this woman and, and like, she, she was like rapping back and whatnot. And I, I the opening monologue was a, a, AS, ASL. ASL. <laughs> That's ASL. what I do in the up next Twitch yeah, stream. Every, every fucking night. Twitch stream, this guy's <laughs> asking people ASL, which is what is what does that mean, Jordan? What does that mean? Age, sex, location. Come on, um, what are we new? <laughs> yeah, or new. Well, we did in 1996 <laughs> AOL chat rooms. Damn right, oh, MSN Messenger. Oh, no, I was a past just kid. Didn't do any of that. So, 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 so like, I'm sorry, God. She responded. I'm sorry. Uh, she responded back. It was it was at an adequate location, like not too far from where I was living. <laughs> and, and I was like, you know, let's 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 meet up. And she told me her age, and she and she showed me a picture. It looked legitimate. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Let's be safe. Let's meet somewhere. Let's meet at a McDonald's parking lot. <laughs> so we the met safest. up. Yes, yeah, 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 parking lot. Yeah. So we met up, and and I was like, I was like well i guess we're here you're not you're not who you say you are <laughs> and <laughs> she was not she told me her age and she was oh. she was she was 62 years old <laughs> oh my god you're making a new up. jersey catfish Bullshit. and i was 21 i was like you don't you don't look 34 <laughs> in my head i said that. i didn't insult her and i was like hey we're here so let's let's have fun and whatnot so, so how was it it was great <laughs> Would you buy her a Big Mac and a Happy Meal toy? Uh, it was it was before it was before it was before there was twenty four seven McDonald's and they closed at ten, so we met up at like eleven thirty. Did she Man. take out her dentures? 
Uh, I have oh, no comment sure on that, but. She did. She, she did. did. She totally did. You got a gummer, dude. You did. Don't don't lie to us. <laughs> but it was fun, and uh, I I advocate to anyone to. Uh, I mean, like you can hook up with. Uh, I mean, I've hooked up with a chick before from uh, Words of Friends. You're <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not nudging me on there, Brandon. Yeah, nudging. I mean, the, the possibilities are endless, and, and you know you live one life and, and live it up and have fun and whatnot. So, and that's all I got. Way guys, I love you guys. Way I love you, man. I thought. Come on. Thanks, wow. I can't believe he he was so honest with the story about being catfished, but he still went through with it. I kind of respect him even more it. now. Amazing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Up next, we go to Jake. Jake, are you there? Good afternoon, guys. Uh, man, how can I follow? Uh, what Brandon uh, just said there. With I don't know. Have you ever hooked up with an eighty-year-old? Uh, no, I haven't. So okay. I don't <laughs> know if we can talk sixty-two. About okay. <laughs> oh, not, I don't know what upper age limit I would should go for, but not you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, thanks. Thank you guys so much for uh, for doing this. Um, uh, to give a little background on this, uh, a couple of months ago, I actually um, like during a SmackDown review, uh, during a wrestling review, I actually uh, requested way if this could be a possible that uh, right. topic on this yes you oh. you suggested it actually uh, jake so thank you for this <laughs> thank you so much uh I, I didn't expect it to be this soon actually uh because uh i i um asked way if this could be like a possible topic uh because uh with my background you know i've uh i'm currently uh trying to do the online dating thing uh for me as a um for me as a christian uh trying out christianmingle.com uh you know one of the uh it can be uh it's um it's a work in progress right now, but at times there can be some some huge scammers um scammers um once in a while. Uh but but for me personally, I've um you know, for me and myself, I've never really had a, a serious relationship, you know, growing up in high school, uh, you know, before I got uh before I was um I found it in my uh in my um in my faith journey. It's like it was basically just, you know, uh attending uh, attending dances in high school, uh trying to trying to fit in uh, uh, when naturally I was just an introvert uh, being so introverted and shy and just like uh, just being around like some negative influences uh, trying to give me advice on when I shouldn't have. Um, uh, but uh, you know, regarding how should I, you know, approach women uh, approach a, a, a girls during high school uh, and all that. And it was just like merely for physical attraction. And, you know, looking back, I was like, yeah like uh it turned out to uh it lead, led to some like some toxic impulses uh, at the end there so i decided like you know just to focus on focus on myself and uh just like evaluating my heart status and my heart status on on this uh type of thing and just focus on what i'm doing and and my identity um uh you know forgive me if i'm bringing up uh my faith journey here but just focusing on my identity in christ uh, uh just uh because you know it's it's interesting because, you know, it's, um, how should I say this? Uh, it really is helpful, uh, when, you know, when I got saved, um, it was, it was really great, uh, because, you know, I, I have an accountability, um, uh, partner in my small group in Bible study where I can just talk to him and, um, just ask him the, uh, the biggest life advices, um, um, where I can check my, um, my heart and my, um, relationship with other people. And, you know, one of the biggest things is that, uh, uh, you know, I'm just so thankful for is like, 
uh, when I when I look for in a in a relationship is I don't want to uh, well just learning about this and reading uh, more in scripture and reading the Bible more uh, reading the good word more is that I don't want to be uh, in a relationship where my ego gets in the way uh, because I've always had that uh, that issue and uh, where my heart is so impure and I might be leading into the wrong motives and um, but yeah I've you know because of that and you know I've been so thankful to I've been I've been so thankful for the Lord to being involved in such a community that can help me uh, through that process. And, you know, I've gotten to know some, uh, some great people in my Bible study. Uh, and they're actually, you know, uh, you know, both guys and gals. And it really is impactful um, when I, it really is important when I look at this topic to, you know, when I, uh, when I, um, I go out into the real world, is I uh, make sure, you know, just pray to God that, you know, I make sure I guard my heart and make sure um, I have, you know, the right motives when, you know, when, trying to ask someone out um and all that so uh, that's uh something that i've been uh looking at this so uh, when i um uh so that's why you know I, when i tried to uh, uh talk to this uh, to way about having this as a possible topic and i just want to uh, open my story about that well thank you very much for sharing jake much appreciated and uh all all the best and luck for uh success and in, in yeah your, it, particularly it's something you. we haven't really talked on like I, I joked earlier about uh single single parents dating apps uh i know there's what there's j swipe you may just mentioned christian mingle there's literally <laughs> four, 420 dating apps that yeah have 420 yeah absolute wonders for me i cannot recommend holy shit but but Jake, like that, that is something that is to you. Do you, you find that you use this app and have you, you, you haven't had too much success from it, but you, you're, you're in your own, like your, your own avenue where you're, yeah, you're in, you're a religious uh, man who's in these, these, this world where we just were talking about like, oh, people, some people use this app to hook up when they're 62 or, or whatnot and stuff, but you're clearly using it for, for different things. And uh, i I think it's just it shows again how like crazy that the internet can be that Christian Mingle is something that is hugely successful. Uh, my work has commercials for it. We also have commercials for like um, silver dating, which is like older generations and stuff like that. But um, it, I, I'm sure it will work. Like there's, there's definitely like other things. Uh, one of my best friends um, was in his early twenties and he converted to, uh, to being a Mormon. And then he he met his partner and she then converted for him. And then they literally got married very, very kind of quickly. Um, and um, hosting a, a Mormon wedding was very, very uh, difficult for me because he was someone who had um, transitioned to being a Mormon and specifically told me on the day of his wedding, don't mention anything in my past life that I had gotten into because <laughs> oh, religious yeah. things and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, it's it's actually kind of cool. Like 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 no 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 bones about it. It's actually kind of cool that there is some sort of dating app for uh, a religious community. There, I'm I'm genuinely interested on what happens. You say there's a lot of like catfishing and stuff like that, but like how does that? People aren't using that to hook up. I assume. Oh no no absolutely not. Like you know just, just like yeah. just some it's people troll out there. Yeah yeah some people yeah. for the reverse. Uh, but uh, you know, I've uh, I I, well, I recently found out that uh, one of my uh, uh, one of my friends from high school uh, uh, is is a part of this um, uh, is a part of this and gave me some good advice and you know doing some and you know it's like for me um, it's like finding a relationship where I can put God in the center 
and you know the motivation is to you know uh, just to recognize that you know if i i just want to you know just uh rely you know um uh you know uh, rely on the lord to like just to just to motivate my heart and just to keep my heart pure because uh you know at times like you know i've always felt you know at times like you know i'm still a sinful person and you know at times like you know temptation always gets the best of me but you know it's 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 really great that uh you know, you know, I've got gotten those accountability friends uh, who, uh, who always look out for me to uh, to do this. And you know, I think an important thing is that uh, sometimes um, we need to. Uh, it, you know, I know there's a lot of you know upright religious people saying that oh, you know, it, you know, it's you have to be sexually pure and you're not to have sex uh, uh, before marriage. But you know, I come like uh, I need to like what really remi- a good reminder for myself is that. Uh, I have to go to like the the right mindsets because m- many of us are elevating virginity as this like this idol to be worshipped uh, and all that. But really, it's like we have to like um, because when reality, there's a lot of virgins uh, that I know, uh, virgins including myself, with such unpure hearts. And uh, but uh, y- yeah, I just want to uh, just let that out there. And it's it's really important to uh, really thankful to have those conversations. So uh, uh, using those to you know just to. I do that. So yeah, working out with that. (laughs) Jake, may I ask you a question? So I'm actually a pastor's kid from the Midwest. Uh, I don't know if you knew that about me, Jordan, but it's a thing. Um, I went to religious school my whole life, almost went into seminary, except for my particular brand of religion to believe that women should be pastors. Um, But there's one thing that I don't know if you're utilizing within your church. You're already in an organization where you believe strongly in your beliefs go find those little old ladies that are bored and want to set up everybody and be like, Hey, I'm single. I'm obviously super religious. And they will literally just lob women at you who oh, are yeah, sure. <laughs> in similar boats. They're already within your church organization or they're somebody's niece or whatever, but like you have a, a huge community there and it's not just your people in your Bible study, but it's like the little old biddies that love setting people up. So use it. I would use that way more than christianmingle.com. <laughs> Christian Mingle is a whole mix of different groups. You're already in a religious organization where you believe those things. So seek out the people in that and don't be creepy about it, right? But Yeah, absolutely. Within that church, like you already you already have a smorgasbord. You just got to like ask mm. ask the elder women and they will make it work. That is that's what they're there for. They love that crap. Thank you very much for the call, Jake. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. God bless you guys. All right. Our final call of the show goes to Blackwell. Blackwell, if you are there, please unmute yourself. And welcome to the wellness policy. Hey, everybody. Hey, what's what's going on? Nothing much. Uh, That was a really nice story, Jake. Thanks for sharing. Um, Mm -hmm. So talking through my story, so I am 33. Uh, I'm just getting back into dating. I've spent most of my life on long-term relationships. And I had a couple periods where I dated sort of serially, uh, which I found wasn't for me. It was, uh, it was a time in my life where I'm like, I'm young, you know, I'm okay looking. Uh, I can probably date a lot of women. And I was like, oh yeah, I can. I'm like, oh, this sucks. I hate this. Uh, but it was something that I wanted to learn, right? And so as I've gotten older and I've dated more people, and I've kind of come to that point where I'm pretty confident in who I am and what I like and sort of what I'm looking for. It's, it's really been interesting sort of seeing how different the people are that I date now versus the people that I dated in my early 20s and mid 20s. 
And it's just something that uh, I don't, I don't really know how to phrase it, but it's sort of just like watching that evolution of the people that I date now versus who I dated back then. And like, sort of like a lot of times when those people that I used to date kind of sort of reach back out and you have that sort of awkward moment of like, oh no, honey, I'm not really interested, but best of luck, right? And it's, it's really been interesting listening to everybody else's stories and sort of seeing the journeys that everybody else is going through. Because I think a lot of times uh, in the dating world, it kind of feels isolating where we're going through these experiences and it kind of feels like only you are going through this experience or this thing is like entirely unique to you. And I, I think it's really nice to sort of have a space for all of us sort of share these experiences that we're going through. So it's not so isolating, right? So it's like, yeah, we're all sort of going through this space and sort of managing in different ways and looking for different things and kind of finding our way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, you know, at least for, I would say most of us, it's probably like when we talk to our own friends about our own dating experiences where we really kind of have that very communal uh, experience, but you know um, like doing it with, I mean, not everybody has that circle of friends, first of all, and um, they might not necessarily relate to the experiences that you might. And, you know, hearing others' experiences from different parts of the world with completely different, maybe, or slightly different cultures that they've been brought up in is is definitely a, a bit of an eye-opening experience for me right now. So thank you uh, very much for sharing. I think it's interesting uh, what you shared about noticing the changes uh, that you've undergone uh, being reflected in who you're attracting and who you're attracted to now. I mean... Ideally, as human beings, we evolve as we age. And with that, that means that the people that we would find attractive or the people that we're naturally attracting in our lives, like that should change with it. You know, inside game first, like what's happening on the outside often is a reflection of what's going on in the inside. Um, So, you know, uh, respect to someone like Jake, who has also taken time to work on his inside game and to get clearer on who he is, what feels good for him, uh, because that's only going to create conditions where he is now going to be more in rhythm with things that, you know, feel better, feel more interesting and and feel more attractive to him. Um, And this remains true for all of us if we actually take the responsibility to do the inside work. So um, I appreciate you bringing that up because it's something that I definitely relate to. And and I think it's helpful for us to, to pay attention to these things. And if you don't mind me interjecting with a little bit, because I love talking, obviously. Um, another, you know, you couldn't tell? <gasps> Les shock. Um, another great thing to help you feel like you're not isolated or alone with your dating experiences is get on TikTok. Get on the dating in your 30s TikTok. Hit those hashtags. And literally TikTok is set up to show you videos of people who are similarly to you. And the more you like a video on the topic of dating or ghosting or whatever, the more it's going to pop up. And the more that you see people that are going through your similar experiences, the more confidence you're going to have in what you're actually out there doing because you're not alone. If you don't have a group of friends, even if you do have a group of friends, your group of friends are going to have a different perspective than you do, especially the more into your 30s you get because you're going to get the people who have already been married or the people that have gone through terrible divorces and things like that. So the easiest way to do that, I mean, other than therapy is genuinely get on TikTok. Get on TikTok, watch some dating videos and just enjoy that. And that I think helps tremendously with people and their confidence and knowing that they're not alone because you're not, nobody's alone in this dating. It's awful. I literally redo people's dating profiles and half the time I'd rather stab myself in the eye than date. 
<laughs> I thought TikTok was just for dancing. Oh no, it's so much better. It's like TikTok therapy. It's a delight. TikTok Highly therapy. suggest. Six second therapy. Wow. Incredible. Oh, they everybody's up the videos to three minutes. <laughs> oh, three minutes. Oh. Okay. Everybody's mm-hmm. looking for different things though. Like from all the different callers here. Like, like um there's there's so many different people that want different things. And like Erica was saying with the dating apps, it's like it's better to just say right out what you want. Uh I'm I'm six one. Therefore, if you're looking for someone who's taller than me, like don't mess, don't talk with me because I know that's not your preference. I write down uh, when I used to do Tinder, I used to put always the same thing in my profiles, like little quirks and things like that. I mentioned I like karaoke. I would put that in there. If they don't, if they fucking hate karaoke, they probably won't want to talk to me, and that's okay because then I know we will probably want to get along and stuff like that. But then it goes to like different aspects because like Brandon is, is out there getting like catfished years ago from words with friends or something like that. And it's like his, his normal thing is MSN. like, he's, he, yeah. MSN messenger. Sorry. Right. It's like, he was working up to, to like talk to people and then maybe it starts to feel good. Even like talking to someone on the street, if they, you know, they ask you, Hey, you got a lighter. And then you kind of share a moment with someone. It kind of makes you feel good. Even if you don't, know, you didn't get their number. You didn't, you'll never see them again, but you had like a little, like, maybe a little flirtiness or something like that. That makes you kind of, kind of feel good. So like everyone's got their, their different preferences of what makes them feel comfortable. It's the same with, um, with Jake as well. Like someone in, in a, in, you know, in a religious kind of aspect or community, someone like myself, I don't drive, but I know that I would need to test out a car before I take it off the lot and, and, and move in with it. If you know what I mean. So it's like, everyone's got different kind of things that they're, they're looking for, but I feel like there's a similar thread that everyone's got to kind of make themselves feel comfortable before you kind of do it or along the, the trust the process, trust the process. Let's go with that. Lovely advice from everybody in the room. And uh, thank you Blackwell for your phone call. And thank you for, Everybody who made time, not just to join us live, but if you decided to work up the courage to uh, share your story uh, live with us, we, of course, thank you all very much as well. And especially to our guest this evening, Braden Harrington. Of course, you can find him at The Brady. And uh, for more dating advice from you, Braden, where, where do people... Like what, you know, where, where I do used, people hear? I mean, if you were like following me on Twitter or Instagram, like probably like two, three, four, five years ago, you would see some, probably some reckless, funny shit and screenshots of conversations and stuff. But I am a, a grown individual and I keep things close to the chest unless I'm on a podcast and it'll just spew truthful things. But uh, yeah, it is on behind the BDE exclusively. Yeah, I definitely, definitely me and me and my co-host Davey, my roommate, we definitely have had our fair share of going through crazy uh, dating experiences uh, through our lives and still, still, still are. So uh, you want to hear us talk about all sorts of shit on, on podcasts. Definitely follow us. Uh, I obviously we do wrestling podcasts up next in BD elite Tuesdays and Wednesdays, but we do, uh, lots of other shows where we definitely go on tangents and behind the BD is an exclusive show that, wow, we, 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 we definitely, favorite. yeah, we, we get into some things that would probably get me canceled, but that's okay. Cause it's behind the paywall and I trust people who pay me, but uh, this was super fun. Again, Jordan and, and way like you two coming together, not only for the wellness policy, which is an awesome show and much needed, but for this topic as well is just awesome. And I hope someone listening right now got something, some advice that kind of, help them maybe work up the 
the the jitters, the mojo to even download Tinder or to go talk to your your barista at your coffee shop. It's not meaning you're gonna hook up right now, but fuck, talk to people, get in the in the jive of like you know relationships and and connections and stuff. Because I think Brandon said it. We we kind of all said it. We got we got only a few rotations around the moon, and you gotta you gotta hoe it out. You gotta you gotta you gotta just. You got to live your life. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to quote Drake, but YOLO, like, honestly, like, don't, don't think, oh, well, it's going to happen eventually. No, it won't uh, do the work and uh, results will come. But yeah, thanks, thank guys. you, Braden. Hashtag ROH Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag uh, Matt Taven, former ROH world champion. Erica, Real you... quick, Erica, pre-chat. I'm sorry, Way. Uh, you said that you've dated some pro wrestlers. <laughs> that, I wouldn't call them pro. I would call them like backyard wrestling, right? So indie there was, wrestling. yeah, indie wrestling. So there was somebody in Michigan, there was somebody in Chicago, then there was somebody in Baltimore, and then somebody from Richmond area. Several y- backyard. Yolo. <laughs> Yolo. <laughs> what are we talking about? Did they teach you any wrestling tube? moves? Yeah, light tube. <laughs> light tube backyard wrestlers. Like what? What level of backyard? Is there war games? Talking? Was there? Uh, it's step below Ring of Honor. Okay. All right. Right. So, like, decent. They were at gyms and things like that, uh, except for the uh, Richmond one, because they love they love backyard out there. Like, that is a thing. Is, um, is, there, is there a unifying um, maybe insight about either a wrestler or a wrestling fan that you've you've gained from your experiences? I mean, they're performers, right? So they're they're inside uh, their home. They're usually more shy. Uh, they're more subdued and then outside it's like let's put on a show that's why I was saying too I'm retired roller derby so our personalities usually mesh really well because I'm very outgoing and gregarious gregarious whatever whatever it's the matter um but when I'm home I'm like in t-shirts and a like in shorts and just as casual as can be and it's I think it's a very similar like performers uh personality same with comedians it's a very like when we're out in the world we're very energetic and we're very outgoing and then when we're home we're like leave us alone and do not text me that's too much and where can people find more of you I know you had said that you uh you know for potential clients uh people might be able to get into contact with Jordan but do you have social media where people could follow you um, sure. So I have, uh, I actually do, uh, I do a lot of side hustles. It's my thing. Um, if you really want to follow me in terms of, uh, social media, it's pickwitchcraft.com, spelled W H I C H. Um, and I do a feminist bags and crafting company that I do out of Baltimore. Um, and then that is also the email for that is craft C R A F T at pickwitchcraft.com dot com so you can contact me that way awesome thank you very much for your time we'll have all that in the uh, uh, show descriptions jordan let's use this little bit of time at the end of the show to talk about what's coming up next month on the wellness policy next yes we return next month what a surprise people uh we're talking about music i'm a musician i most identify as a musician uh i know way is a musician as well i'm a hobbyist uh as is Brayden, as is Erica, as is everyone, because we all a band. have a heartbeat. Yes, um, there. I have made a career out of uh, using music for the outcome of wellness, most generally. Uh, I believe that everyone is a natural-born musician, and I think it'll be fun and interesting and engaging to explore 
the many different ways in which uh, music has served a role in our, our sense of identity, our sense of community, our sense of wellness, and so on. So it is the wellness policy. That is what we will be doing next month. I'm incredibly excited about this topic. I mean, it's one that I think uh, might be as relatable, if not maybe even more so than the topic of dating for a lot of the people that listen to the show. So maybe we might even, you know, try to get a guest or two on that episode as well. So tune in here next month, probably with Thursday at one o'clock again, uh, about a month from now. And again, thank you to everybody for joining us. Stay tuned to the rest of the Post Wrestling Cafe uh, and the Post Wrestling Network for all types of different shows this weekend. It's all out weekend. A ton of content from me and John, but also Braden and Davey. You guys will be doing a whole lot with Davey actually being, being down there, right? Uh, actually, no. Davey's like, fuck you. I'm going on vacation. So uh, okay. I'm going to be doing a, a watch along for All Out with uh, Dickie Bird. Shout out Dickie Bird. We're going to have a blast. But then I'm going to go and do a post show with Andrew Thompson. So uh, listen for that on uh, the Up Next feed uh, coming out Sunday night as well. But uh, yeah, thank you guys. That, that, that was awesome. You guys are completely awesome. And this show should never, ever end. Keep doing it every single month. No, thank don't you, stop. Brother. And everybody should go and love yourself because you can't, you can't love others if you don't love yourself. Beautiful last words to end the show off. Thank you, everybody. Talk to you guys next month.